It's absolutely unique. Events like IBC are great and they have their place, but actually something that's London-based, that is the combination of those communities, because you're having conversations with all of your peers, so you have some really shared learnings around what they're involved in, what their priorities are, and then actually lots of different vendors that we are working with, might work with, are interested in, and to have all of that in one space over two days is just brilliant. Hello and welcome to the DPP podcast. That was one of our wonderful attendees and indeed speakers at the DPP Leaders Briefing 2023, Abigail Hughes. And I'm Edward Qualtro, Editorial Director here at the DPP, and I am pleased to introduce to you a series of discussions and vignettes from that event. I was roving the various rooms on day one to try and get a snapshot of what was taking place, and that is what I am presenting to you now. And while some of the recording has some lovely bustling background noise, the hugely impressive noise reduction works so well that in other moments it almost sounds suspiciously quiet, but I assure you it wasn't. I would add that the odd syllable has also been lost, so if it does sound like I'm slurring, I assure you that wasn't the case, and I blame the AI, something I'm sure people will be hearing more of over the coming year. As such, we will have conversations with... From RTE, Deirdre Temple and Brian Wynn, Abigail Hughes from ITV Studios, Natalina Manny from TikTok, Rebecca Jackson from Coretta Research, from Enpor, Till Sudworth and Renata Andreasita, JJ Aynan from Warner Brothers Discovery, Adam Lear from Next Edition and Anna Bevan from WolfTech. First up, let's hear from Deirdre Temple and Brian Wynn from RTE along with Abigail Hughes from earlier, who all spoke on stage in the opening sessions. Thank you very much for joining. Could you please just introduce who you are and where you are at the moment? My name is Deirdre Temple. I'm Head of Solutions within RT. I work in the Technology and Transformation Division. And I'm Brian Wynn, and I am the Head of Technology Infrastructure for RT. And we are at the DPP Leader Summit in London 2023. Fantastic. Thank you both. You both had speaking responsibilities earlier. You had very strict uh, brief from Mark, which is you have 15 minutes to talk about your top three priorities. Could you give us the bite-sized version of the messages that you wanted uh, people to take away today who were in the audience? Yeah, so I was talking about how we're preparing for AI and or like we're very much at the experimental initial stage of AI, very much about policies, what kind of governance do we need to put in place? and wanted to share that so that I can um, discuss that with some of my other colleagues and different peers and different and, and different broadcasters here today. And I think the key message from myself was really around, you know, as our transformation continues, um, it's been enabled by that transition to IP and uh, the convergence of, of uh, traditional broadcast with IP, um, and the challenges that brings in relation to cybersecurity um, and how we can ensure that the solutions that we're building are fit for purpose while we have to deal with a lot of legacy tech uh, that remains within our industries. Thank you, we're gonna have two more questions for you. They'll be relatively quick fire. So were there any other speakers or themes that got spoken about? It could be what you discussed. It really resonated with what you're doing at RTE. I mean, there were so many that really resonated a lot. Actually, a big thing for me is around the data side, which is very much reflective on AI, making sure that we have clean data, get our data in order. It's not about jumping in and just, you know, AI is going to be the solution that's going to completely change our industry. And it's also, for me, AI is definitely going to be a tool to help us. It's not going to work race, well, especially initially anyway. So that's a big thing for me. 
Yeah, and similar to that, I think it really highlighted the need for media organizations to become data-driven businesses. And also the transition to both IP and cloud are required in order for us to be able to enable and drive the advantages of the initiatives in AI and all the other clever tech that's coming down the road. You need to be cloud enabled in order to take advantage of it. Thank you, and there is one last one which is, uh, and I'll let you go first this time, Brian. Sure. That'll give Deirdre more thinking time and you're more <laughs> on, the, on the spot, which is, how useful is it to be in a sort of a big space like this with loads of other broadcasters, possibly some of your suppliers and partners as well, to be talking about your challenges and, and thrashing that out? Genuinely, I think it's a hugely useful engagement. It is genuinely unique. Um, we have many, many engagements, but not like this. This brings the broadcasters very, very close to the supply chain, and that is a key requirement in order for us to be able to bone inform of our requirements, but also to be able to work collaboratively to ensure that the solutions best match what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, for me, um like there are a lot of people here, but it feels like a, a small event at the same time in that I can just reach out and talk to a supplier or talk to my peer in another broadcaster, which is actually really unique to have that in the space of two days. You can make a lot of connections, set up a lot of further meetings that we need to start doing more, start connecting more, that we don't do enough of, and it's a real, it just gives you that impetus to do it as well, which is great. It's a brilliant opportunity, I think. My name is Abigail Hughes. Um, I'm attending this amazing DPP Leaders Briefing. Um, I am the Director of Sales Operations for Global Partnerships, which is a part of ITV Studios. Fantastic. And you were one of the first speakers up this morning. You had 15 minutes to talk about your top three priorities. Could you give the very, very, very short use of maybe the TikTok version of uh, the messages you wanted people to take away from what you said this morning? Yeah. So the, the key three strategic priorities for Global Partnerships were around structuring for success. So merging two business divisions, two commercial entities into one with all of the opportunities uh, that that presents us with as a business. That then led on to our second strategic priority, which is around how we monetize our IP. And that's IP right up to the brand level. So a really good example is The Voice as a global brand for us as a producer and as a distributor, but how we leverage that across different platforms. So local format versions, finished tape versions, gaming, all our brands and licensing activities, social media channels. How do we have that holistic view of our IP as an organization so we can monetize it more effectively? Fantastic. Two more questions for you. The first is, did any of the other speakers say anything that really resonated with a challenge that you have and you're dealing with at Studio? All of it. And I think that the lovely thing about the DPP events is there's a level of shared challenge. So actually, I thought James Crossland talked really eloquently about their challenge for library. He was on a similar path talking about consolidation in terms of Turner, HBO, you know, obviously Warner Media Discovery, now a huge entity, and a very similar path for ITV Studios, acquiring production companies, M&A activity, bringing together different catalogues as a global entity. So I think there's some really good learnings out of the event when people talk about library, how to manage library effectively when it comes to metadata and catalogue management. Thank you. That slightly preempted my last one, but I will ask them anyway. Which is how important is it to be with peers, I suppose your fellow broadcasters and some of the suppliers as well in a sort of a space like this to, to network, engage, share your challenge? Yeah, it's absolutely unique. You know, events like IBC are great and they have their place, but actually something that's London-based that is the combination of those communities. So I've had brilliant conversations today with ex-colleagues because I've worked in a number of organisations. So 
I've seen a lot of people here from BBC Studios where I used to work. So it's the chance to do both because you're um, having conversations with all of your peers. So you have some really shared learnings around what they're involved in, what their priorities are. And then actually lots of different vendors that we are working with, might work with, are interested in. And to have all of that in one space over two days is just brilliant. That was Abigail Hughes from ITV Studios. And before Abigail, it was Deirdre and Brian from RTE. Next, we will hear from TikTok's Natalina Manny and Rebecca Jackson from Coretta Research, who are on stage in the afternoon. I am Natalina. I'm from TikTok. I'm head of content strategy and operations for Europe, Russia and Israel. Uh, we are at the leaders briefing day one, and we're here to get together uh, as the biggest content providers, IP owners, and really talk about the strategies for next year and the sort of issues and opportunities facing us right now. Thank you. So everybody has the same brief. They get 15 minutes to talk about their three priorities for the year. Mm -hmm. If people go over, Mark and Rowan will throw them off the stage. I have heard, yes. And if anyone gets short form, <laughs> it's you. So could yeah. you give us the short version of some of the things you want people to take away when you are speaking later today? Yeah, sure. Um, I can definitely be quick because I know how to do short form. Uh, I really want them to take away, you know, I think there probably is a knowledge deficit. I'm probably the biggest for the knowledge deficit in this room for the for the IP providers or for the uh, publishers, but I really want them to take away that we are there to support and we are there to help them grow and work with a lot of the opportunities that we have, monetization, AI, big things that we're talking about, but that TikTok is really something that you can grow on and can leverage your IP there as well, rather successfully as well as I have some really good examples of how we've done that already with some of the people in the room. Fantastic. And the last one, how important is it to be in a space with the people you work with and maybe people who want to be on your platform and some of the sort of the, the supplier side as well to sort of share those challenges? I think it's super important. I think we've always had a trust deficit at TikTok coming in as a sort of and self-described cringy app first and the way we've grown. So I think um, it's very easy to do that on on in person to, to tell people about, you know, what the good things that we are doing, the, the way we're growing. Um, and leverage that opportunity to talk face to face about some of the challenges. For me, it's super beneficial because I get to hear a lot of those and I have direct um, ability in, in the business to relay that to our product teams, to our creator teams, our partner teams as well, so that we can do better, we can educate better, we can learn better and we can evolve as a product. So really important for me. Thank you very much for joining Rebecca. First of all, who are you? Uh, who do you represent and where are we today? Okay, perfect. Hi, my name is Rebecca Jackson. I work for Coretta Research. Uh, today we're at the DBP Leaders Briefing. It's very, very busy, very exciting to be here. Thank you. So you will be uh, representing the organization on the stage. You've got a 15-minute slot or so, I think. Can you give us the key takeaways that you want the audience to hear? Yeah, absolutely. So today during my presentation, what I'm really going to focus on is what's hype and just a buzzword and what is actually being bought. So what customers truly actually want to purchase within this industry. And I think that what I'm going to reveal a lot about is the fact that the buzzwords often are far ahead of the actual product investment and the buying itself. Uh, I think that a lot of people are very, very excited about new tech, specifically Gen AI has come up a lot yesterday and today. And that's not to say it's not around, but I don't think it's quite where we all hope it is or where everyone is kind of assuming it's ready to be. I think there's a lot of use cases specifically around kind of tasks that can't be done without this technology. So 
uh, voice cloning or virtual characters. That kind of use cases, there is necessity for the Gen AI, but in terms of things that actually change the way in which we tell stories, script writing, we're, we're not quite there yet. And I think I'm going to kind of shed some light on the numbers around that, because as much as there might be capabilities to do script writing, it's not actually being used yet. So that's kind of a sneak peek into the Gen AI portion, which I know is the, the hype of this conference right now. Thank you. So we have two more questions for you. Yes. So first of all, is there anything that some of the speakers today have mentioned or was maybe discussed yesterday at the DPP Executive Summit, which really resonates with some of the work, the research that you all do? Yeah, I think there was actually something that was mentioned yesterday at the Executive Summit, which I really wanted to pick in on. Uh, there was a talk about kind of the age divide between the old and the new within this industry and how that's a divide that we need to bridge and kind of allow kind of new voices to join the industry as well. And that's something I'm obviously very passionate about because I'm relatively new into the industry. And I think what I would love to say on that is like that divide is pushed forward so much by people who've been in this space for a long time, giving a space to those who are younger or newer to the industry. And that's something that I've been lucky enough to experience here with DPP and also occur at a research. But yeah, I would just love to kind of push people to make sure that they're making those attempts to include newer people in the industry and value their voices and their opinions as well. Thank you. And the last one, how important is it to be at an event like this, to be surrounded by the broadcasters, the suppliers, the end-to-end -end of the industry, yeah. for them to engage us up, share, share their challenges and how they're tackling I think that in-person events like this are absolutely crucial. I don't think that there's anything that can really compare to them. I know we have Zoom and Google Meets and all of that technology, but realistically, there's just nothing that compares to having these conversations face-to-face -face and truly being able to touch on that human aspect of what are you struggling with in your day-to-day -day operations and how can we as an industry come together and fix them? Because at the end of the day, it's all about an industry that's trying to be better all around. Obviously, I know there's people who are competing against each other, but realistically, we're providing a service to consumers and having conversations like these and kind of picking each other's brains is so important. Fantastic. Rebecca, thank you very much and I look forward to hearing you talk this Thank you, thank you. Thanks to Natalina and thanks to Rebecca for finding the time to speak to me before their presentations on stage. And that's not where all the action took place. During the lunch break, there was a VIP event hosted by the DPP's Rowan de Pomeray, and I spoke to Renata and Till from VIP Lunch Partners and co-host Enpor to hear about some of their key takeaways from that discussion. Hi both, thank you very much for joining. Could you please just introduce who you are, the organisation you work for too, and maybe where we are as well? Hello, so we are from Enpor. I'm Renata and that's Till. Uh, I'm responsible for the Northern and Central Europe. I'm re responsible for the new business, existing uh, existing customers, and uh, for our partners. And I'm the CMO and Head of Business Unit Video, and today we are in London at the DPT Leaders Briefing. You've just had a lunch with some uh, broadcast and media organizations. I think analytics and AI were some of the themes. Could you just pick up on... Uh, one thing that was discussed, each of you, that maybe really resonated with how you're speaking to partners and customers in this area. Yeah, so basically we are uh, working with, on a lot of different AI approaches for our product to help our customers to improve the way how they uh, work and process with data. And today we discussed with a lot of prospects and customers from us uh, how they would need AI to support them uh, when it comes in terms of data. 
And that's basically where we saw uh, that a lot of our customers, they are interested in getting help of AI to process the huge amount of data that we gather to help them making better database decisions in the future. Thank you. And Renati, you've had a little bit of extra thinking time in case Till took the main one, but anything that really resonated with uh, the conversations you're having with people in the industry? Absolutely. So what we can see that companies, the customers, they want to use the AI to help them to analyze the data, to see what's happening, where is the problem, what, with, what we should change. However, they still do not trust yet the AI that they would be making the decisions automated and they would be changing the things in the platform. So I think that would that was really one of the key takeovers and it's very important for us to speak with our customers and understand what exactly they would like to see for the future because the industry is changing so uh, so quickly and uh, yeah to get the, the more opinion the more interesting. <laughs> Thank you and on that I think you've articulated it quite well but how important is it then to come to an event like this where you can speak to media organizations in the broadcast space you can engage with some sort of partners and other people on the supplier side to see how people are tackling some of the biggest challenges. Absolutely. So there was people not only from the UK and big companies such as BBC, Sky, etc., but it was people from Boston even coming today for the DPP, from the Iceland, from Finland. So it's really interesting to see that. Yeah, I think we really appreciate these events. It's uh, always very well organized. So congrats on that. And we really appreciate that we get so many different experts out of the TV industry. Um, we, I think it has a great ratio in terms of vendors and, and, and you know, content owners, what we sometimes miss at other events, so that we always uh, really like at the DPP events. And uh, that was basically what we took away from the from today and hopefully from tomorrow. They'll get in contact with great content owners and uh, to gather their opinion and uh, their thoughts. Fantastic. Thank you both for that. Much appreciated. And enjoy the rest of the, the day and tomorrow too. Thank you so much for having us. At the DPP Leaders Briefing 2023, I also caught up with a few news organisations which I've bundled together into a trio. So we will hear from Next Edition's Adam Lear and Wolftech CEO Arna Bervin. But first, here is DPP technology strategist David Thompson with CNN Director of Engineering JJ Anen. David speaks with JJ about a current DPP technology project with news organisations, LPX drums up interest in their upcoming hackathon taking place in early 2024 before I ask JJ about his DPP leaders briefing experiences and takeaways. I'm JJ Arnon, I work for Warner Brothers Discovery and I'm Director of Live Production Technology for uh, CNN, the news part. Can you tell us a bit about LPX? So LPX is the live production exchange. It's about how we share content between broadcasters and, and vendors and manufacturers. And we, what we're trying to do is to get towards a situation where we can have a, a metadata that can be exchanged over an API. So that metadata might include the event metadata, the uh, news of the content, and it also includes the data parameters that we need for that transmission to take place between organizations that often cross security boundaries. And why is this important for news organizations or other organizations? We share content all the time, be it press conferences, or events that have taken place where we, we've got constrained resources or we want to provide that content and make it available for others. Maybe it's rights agreements. So we do that every day and we've traditionally done that using circuits that we all know and trust, but we see more and more uh, IP, public internet transmission links as a way of our future. It is scaling as a business and the live contribution technology is scaling with it. Tell me a bit about the hackathon that's coming up in January. 
So the hackathon in January is going to be an opportunity for us to really dig into what this API is as a proof of concept between broadcasters, media companies, and vendors on how we would exchange this metadata that will include the event metadata, the, the technical metadata required, and all of that, that, that object metadata that we need to exchange between organizations. And who can get involved in taking part in the, in the hackathon? So anyone can join us as a member of the DPP, and we would welcome particular vendors and media companies joining us at this point uh, who wants to go to that hackathon. Um, reach out to yourself, David. David at thedpp.com, and you can just come along and join us. Are there any themes or things you've discussed with either people in the broadcast side or some of the vendors that are really resonating with challenges you're trying to tackle? Over yeah, I think, I think some of the talks I heard this morning were about how we manage security with legacy equipment that we've all got across our industry. And almost as we develop things, it becomes legacy in its own right. So managing that over the next future is, is critical. So that's very interesting. Thank you. And one last question, which is, this is my third leaders briefing. I think I've met you the first time in my first week. So how important is it to come to an event like this to speak to other news organizations, other broadcast organizations, to look at what some of the sort of suppliers and startups are offering to? Particularly when we're talking about AI, and there's a lot of mention of AI today, and we see some of those vendors here today. It's really interesting to see how they're, they're, they're starting to break out and to make products that are available for us to, to use. How we integrate those is the challenge. My name's Adam Lear. Uh, I'm from Next Edition, and I'm here at the DPP Leaders Briefing in London. Thank you very much. And could you tell me uh, what have you been up to this morning and this afternoon? Have been, been having conversations with customers and potential customers. Has it been a, a good day for you so far? So, so far today, I haven't managed to go to a single session because I've been too busy with people talking to me. So sometimes people are in the sessions and sometimes they come see us for a little bit or people are just milling around. So we've had quite a lot of uh, really good sessions with some really important people. So it's actually been incredibly valuable, actually, to, to us to come for it. And how would you describe the event in a couple of words? I think this event, I think the DPP Leaders Summit event here in London is, is filled with pretty high-caliber people, uh, high-level people that we want to talk to, but it's very hard to reach normally. We've got a little booth here in a really beautiful position where we're very close to all of the copies, so it's easy to get at. Uh, and we're having some really interesting conversations that are leading to, to more and more uh, leads moving forward. So it's, uh, it's been really good. And last of all, how important is it to just um, be at events to uh, be able to speak to people here in the industry, whether they're broadcasters or there's more, sort of other suppliers as well, about what yeah. the big trends and the big themes are? Meeting people face-to-face -face is the only way to do this kind of stuff. To be quite honest, because if you're, if you're not meeting face-to-face -face and you're not showing them, I mean, one of our ethos is, is to show, don't tell, you know, so we show people how it works. And you can't really do that so easily online in demos and stuff like that. You need people to be here and around you. Uh, and that's an incredibly valuable thing. One last question, actually. Snapshot, put you on the spot. What are some of the major trends, themes you're seeing with um, production, with news, with tech in the sector. Uh, 30 seconds on uh, what you're saying, if you could distill for that. Like. <laughs> 30 seconds on that. Uh, I would say one of the things we're experiencing is there's quite a lot of talk about cloud repatriation. So we're doing a lot of stuff around how people would like to use cloud technologies, but on-prem. So we're seeing quite a lot of that. There's obviously the AI and the security stuff that everyone's talking about. 
But we're also starting to see things like uh, fast channel start to arrive and, and how we can facilitate more professional fast channels. It's not just a file that plays, it's a file that plays with graphics and interactions and QR codes and stuff like that. So there's quite a lot of shift around that. So this year has actually been quite fascinating since IBC to see that. Thank you. I hadn't heard the word repatriation used before, but I get it and I'm sure we'll see a bit more on it. I hear repatriation all up. We are Wolftech. We are a company that are making a um, correction planning tool, a story-centric one, uh, focusing on handling everything from idea of a correction uh, through the chain to handle resources, background information, uh, and then also to multi-platform planning. And we are handling both news, sports, and also entertainment productions in one tool. Thank you. And how important is it to be at a, an event where you can speak to some of the customers you have and some other or meetings with other organizations too? Yeah, I think it's very, these events here, is very good because you are getting uh, uh, key key resources here we could talk to, and uh, this year have been very good with the um, with the pre-booking we have got here also. So uh, so I think this would be a, a good event. We have supported this event the last four or five years, I think. So uh, yeah, it's very good, I think. And lastly, what are some of the big themes that you're seeing in news organizations, in people that you're working with at the moment, and how you're developing your own product? I think the, um, uh, we are focusing very much now on the, um, on the communication flow uh, across the organization, to, because we are a collaboration tool. Uh, but also the next phase will be more to also do the, um, to get the uh, insight, uh, because a lot of uh, broadcasters now need to look at their, where they're spending their money and if they're spending it right. And also when you have uh, the tool that we have with all the um, communication flow, all the handling of the resources and everything, then we could also tell people where they're using their money and where they could uh, maybe are getting most of, out of the uh, money also. More value for, uh, for the resources they are using. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Those are your three questions, and I hope that the, the monitor is working now. <laughs> As you can hear at the end there, Arna and Brendan finally got their monitor working in the business lounge, which I'll have you know they did supply themselves rather than ask the DPP to bring one for them. And so it sounds like business lounge and exhibition zone members found the event a very fruitful experience. So that was a relatively bumper edition of the DPP podcast, certainly in terms of guests, if not in terms of duration. Do get in touch with your suggestions and comments, constructive and otherwise, since it would be great to hear from you, including any ideas, topics and guests you might have, and we look forward to sharing more with you soon.